Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And welcome to New York Talk as we'll look back onto a horror show from Sunderland as Rotherham gave them the fright of their lives. <laughs> it was a special afternoon at New York, at New York City on Saturday afternoon. We'll look back at that and we're also going to look at the Tuesday. We've got another game to talk about. We've got to chart Athletic on Tuesday and we will be joined later on uh, for the Scout Report. Um, but I'll introduce you who we've got first. Oh, you've obviously got me, myself, Matt. We've got Mick and Danny with us as well. Thank you for joining us, boys. Hello. Hello. I don't think it took much convincing to do tonight's episode, did it? No, not at all. Danny, you free at eight o'clock? Yes, mate. Bang, straight in. <laughs> <laughs> Danny, we're at half seven anyway. That eager to get in and get on. Yeah. Not really. <laughs> um, yeah, well, well, if, you, if you're just hearing this for the first time, we won 5-1 against Sunderland on Saturday afternoon. Um, so we're going to get on with that. We're going to talk about it. Um, well, there's first we mentioned to our sponsor, we are now sponsored by Manscaped. Uh, so if you they are the world, world, leader, world leaders in male grooming. Um, so if you have any needs for that, you can get 20% off any shopping you may do at manscaped.com. If you use the code NYT at checkout, they will give you 20% nope, off any of your, any of your grooming needs. Hold on, Danny. Um, yeah, so anything we watch out for an advert when Ben's back, we're gonna we're gonna try and get Ben to do an advert for us. So keep an eye out for that in future. That's the mention we'll give at the moment. Now, if I won, can't get over it. Um, I don't really know where to start, mate. Um, no. let's start with the first goal. Let's, let's run through the goals and then we'll see where it takes us. <laughs> Um, the first goal was Michael Smith's first goal of the afternoon, uh, his first Alan Shearer celebration. Um, <laughs> but he didn't really have, after what Ben Wiles and Freddie did for him, he didn't have much to do to be fair because the build up play was superb. Yeah, it was. It was it, the, the run from Ben Wiles. I said this yeah. at the time, and I, I know I keep banging on about Ben Wiles. Every time we score a goal, I have to find a reason why Ben Wiles should be credited for, for his involvement in it. but. He's involved in it, and it, it just mm. makes that running behind there 
Um, and I'm not sure who, who, who put the ball through to her. I, I, I think it might have been Rathbone. I'm not sure. Um, it it, it just it, it was an outstanding run. And then Freddie, Freddie did exactly what Freddie doesn't usually do. And we'll come on to it. We'll, mm. I'm sure we'll come on to Freddie at some stage. But it, it, his first touch was fantastic. And his first thought was to put that ball back in mix, put that ball in the middle. And the cross was just absolutely begging for it, weren't it, for, uh, mm. for Smithy. And what a move. What an absolutely fantastic goal, just in terms of the way it was worked. You know, it's not yeah. a massively spectacular finish or anything like that, but the the, the build-up to it was outstanding. Absolutely outstanding. Yeah, it, were. it was very much, Danny. Well, let's have a little bit of Freddie loving before we talk about his goals. That side of the game is the part that's been missing. and That sounds a little bit harsh to him, but his ability to just bring somebody else into play. That's what we need him to do. We know he can score goals. We know he can do that. He needs to do this, which is what Smith does and other players do. It was superb to see his... We'll talk about his goals, i say, in a minute, but his other part of his game was superb on Saturday. Yeah, I think he, <clears throat> I think on Saturday, it wasn't about Freddie getting the goals. Mm. It was about Freddie, the team player, which, like you say, we haven't, we've seen glimpses of, but we haven't really seen him at his best doing it. But I think Saturday was Freddie at his best. He not only set up goals, but he scored them as well. All right, he missed the city later on. Um, but to have the <clears throat> the vision to know, oh, Smith is other side at six-yard box. If I chip it in, he can get his head on it. And he's mm. easy as that. And, you know, the build-up play from Wales was brilliant down the left-hand side. Um, he set up Freddie. And you can see though that moment where Freddie went, I shall I have a shot? No, Smith stood there. So he sort of took it inside, chipped it in, and Smith got his head on it, and it was 1-0. Um, but f- from more or less kickoff, you could tell a goal were coming from our end because our pressing was relentless mm. throughout the whole game and in the first half as well. So it was virtually pegged on that we were going to score first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, let's have a go at comments. We've got Josh Smith, massive win yesterday. Freddie's best ever game for us. Wiles the unplayable again. Um, where I got to a point where they just fouled him. Dare I say we look like a title win inside? Maybe. Uh, <laughs> 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 yeah, it's very easy to get carried away, uh, Mick. But let's let's now move on to the only negative of the afternoon: the goal we conceded. Um, and I'm interested what Danny Danny's going to say about this, but. I was really frustrated. If they brought the game back to 1-1 mm. and Reg... Warney said this in his interview. He didn't single out Reg, but Reg was poor for the goal. His all-round game was superb, don't get me wrong. For the other 89 minutes of the game, I thought Reg was faultless. But yeah. for that moment, it gave Stewart about 20 yards. And once he got him into the box, he then couldn't touch him. And mm. then he were obviously going to score. That's something that Reg has... We haven't seen it often. So we're not, we're not going to batter him for it. No, no. <laughs> but that was his fault for me. We've talked about that position and and how vital it is for experience to have to have experience in that position. And Reg is a young kid; he's a young lad, you know. And we talked about the goal. I get that to Dan Barley's. I got the blame for giving away again. I can't remember what it was against mm. there. Um, Pompey. Pompey. Um, for me, Red should have cleared that one away. And, and again on Saturday, yeah. It, we said while we're watching him, don't let him come inside. Don't let him come inside. And he just he let him come inside and, you know, he, he put it away. He, he, he took the goal well. So it's just a bit of naivety on Red's part. I mean, the rest of his game, you cannot fault at mm. all. You know, it's just 
every now and again he has a little bit of a brain fart doesn't he and you know it's it, it just doesn't do what he's supposed to do but that comes with experience mm. uh, and and what a player he's going to be yeah your thoughts on it Danny? obviously what will they end at pitch but your thoughts having watched it back as well um I, I agree with Mick. I think other than that moment, Reg was more or less faultless. I mean, he got an assist in the second half from an absolute peach of a ball. Um, yeah. But I think it's one of them things where you notice defenders' mistakes more because the defenders yeah. and you, they are your last line of defence. No, that's probably why they're called defenders. Um, <laughs> but with Reg, I've watched the highlights back and you can see how high we are pressing, which I've noticed we've started doing now. We are a very high pressing side. And Stewart has just found a bit of space on that right-hand side and Reg has left him just a little bit too much room so he's able to get the ball under control and carry it forwards. But there is just that little moment in the box where Reg is like two or three inches from clearing the ball. He swings mm -hmm. his leg at it and he just misses it and then Stewart scores. So it's like, you know, it's one of them where it's in another university if Reg makes contact with the ball with 1-5-0. But to me, for us to concede more or less like egged us on more almost like it was a little bit of the uh, the port what happened with Portsmouth where we've conceded and got pegged back and we've just sort of gritted the teeth and gone right and then just <laughs> and then just unleashed this demon that possesses us now of it being able to score goals against top size but yeah like Mick said um other than that Reg were perfect like yeah another star performance it's just unfortunate that his one mistake cost us a goal yeah and at time, Mick, although we were the better team, we were for me the better team for one to ninety. Sunderland yeah. did pose a threat. They weren't they weren't completely blunt. Whenever they went forward in the first half, anyway, I thought you know what they've got some they've got some about them. I can see why they're up where they are, but their their chance was so few and far between. It's just a, a massive pat on the back to say how defensively sound we were. That we the hit post that were it after the goal. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, they, they, they do look dangerous, and you can tell why they're where they are. But there's nobody getting through that back, back five of ours. There's not. It's just not happening. You know, you might you might get lucky, um, like Sunderland did yesterday, once a game, maybe even twice a game. Um, but then you've still got to beat goalkeeper. Um, they 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 have not a great deal going forward. And and you look at you look at you look through social media and you look at all these Sunderland fans banging on about how dire and how garbage they were. Well, I'm sorry, but. Every team that comes to New York Stadium is not garbage, and Sunderland are not a garbage side. We do not allow them to play, and that's the issue. That's that's the thing. It's all right, you know. I'm sure, as an opposition fan, it, you, you probably think that your team's not playing very well. It's because of us. It's because of the way we play. Danny used the word earlier on, and we said it yesterday at the game on Saturday. At the game. We were relentless, absolutely relentless. You know, third, third minute of injury time after five one up, and we're still going for throw. It's just fantastic. It's absolutely fantastic. It's amazing what nice human beings can do, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking yeah. speaking of relentless, in the month of October, Rotherham have scored twenty three goals and conceded three in all competitions. <laughs> Ridiculous, isn't it? Like. What's possessed us? Yeah. <laughs> no, it's, it's Halloween, but we've been possessed since the second. Like, what's happened? <laughs> yeah. EFL will still find a way not to give warning manager a month. You just know. <laughs> yeah. 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 That, that should have scored 25. <laughs> exactly. Like, just a couple of goals, you know, sealed it. Uh, yeah. Uh, but the, the second goal sums up the, the relentlessness of it. 
uh, Danny, because Smithy had the ball, he lost the ball, and then well, I think Wiles picked it up. Did Wiles pick it up? Um, I, th- I think I have watched the like I completely forgot it was. <laughs> <laughs> Smith We lose possession. I think someone loses possession, and then Smith does this absolute brick wall of a challenge on one of their players, yeah, brings it out yeah. to the byline, loses it. Wiles picks it up back to Smith, yes. pings it into the box, and then Freddie just taps it in. And mm. again, relentless for Smith to have that desire just to go. No, you're not. No, you're not taking the ball at the other end. I'm going to win it back, yeah. and. Yeah give a challenge that's fitting of a centre-back at the other end of the pitch in their final third, is mm. it's just the high press. I mean, Smith wants to do well against Sunderland, of course he does, but to have that desire to win the ball back that high up the pitch and then carry it forwards, you know, we keep using the word relentless, but it's just there. There's something mm. sparked with this team this month that's just fired us onwards to how many games will be and now is it 11 in all competitions now now, yeah yeah but and i mean rotham usually starts slow to a season i mean if this is starting (laughs) slowly imagine what's gonna happen at christmas yeah and the thing is and i I sort of see what Sunderland fans are saying that i know they were bad but we made them look bad i I, had that for me but we could have done better you know i mean we were superb and we were relentless but we missed quite a few chances we probably could have scored four more Warney said in his post-match, we gave the ball away quite a lot. Barley's gave the ball away a few times. It was brilliant, but he gave the ball away a lot. Rathbone gave the ball one or two times. There's still another level, and that is. is absolutely frightening. There is. They've got another gear. There's no There's no yeah. question about that. They've got another gear. Um, and, you know, it's, it's a shame, really. It's a shame that it's come this late. Um, yeah, it's a shame it didn't happen last season, this uh, but you know, it is what it is. I think we need. I think as a club and as a management team, I think we needed that relegation last season uh, because it's really put the fire in Warnie's belly. You can just tell. You can absolutely tell. And then when you see this team performing the way they're performing, the way they the way they just took Sunderland apart for fun on 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 Saturday, um, you know, it's it's it's, it's 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 it was ridiculous. There's a comment here from Harvey. Um, Harvey Kel- uh, Kelwick when they hit the post before half time uh, the chance that really could have made it 2-2 and it could have been a different game do you know what Harvey I don't think it would have been a different game no, I, don't. I genuinely don't I think yeah alright then they made it 2-2 we'd have, we'd have beaten 5 or 6-2 it would have the, I don't think anything would have changed and that's that's the measure of this squad at the moment mm. for me anyway yeah, is let's go through a couple more comments. Uh, Stephen Adams asks, "Does Freddie keep the shirt after his play on Tuesday?" Uh, we will cover that. We only do the preview in a minute. We'll do the preview because there's lots of questions about that. Really, Ladapo for for a change knew where the ball was going to anticipate anticipation. That's what a striker is all about. Yeah, yeah. And Mike will be top on Tuesday. Let's hope so. Um, Philip Rawlinson still buzzing from Saturday, and thanks to the knuckle dragging and macking the minority. For the loose chains they chucked us, which he used towards a celebration pint. Uh, that's the positive Brilliant. side. That's the funny side of it. Uh, this day, the bad side of it is that if you throw coins at a family stand, you are absolute scumbag. Mm. Um, but yeah. it's away from sometimes, isn't it? Um, Liam McGarry, best competitive first half football I've seen at this New York this season. Um, and the New York was class. Yeah, to be fair, Danny, although I think we were a better team, the first half was a really good spectacle as a game. It was like I said to Mick. The two good teams, both trying to score, right? they, they ended up not being, not being very good, but both teams were going for it. 
Yeah, they were. I think <clears throat> that first half really did sum up how competitive League One's going to be this season. It was two teams that know they're going to be in and around it come the end of the season. Proper butting heads, like who's was, was going to be in front at half time. And like, um, <clears throat> like I comments said earlier, if their goal had gone in and made it 2 2, yeah, it would have been a different talk at half time. Um, but I, I agree with Mick. I think because of how highly we were pressing the ball and tiring Sunderland out, it wouldn't have changed the game. But that first half, that was probably one of the most entertaining halves of football I've ever watched because mm. it was more or less end-to-end. <laughs> like They'd go oh, up yeah. into our final third, we'd come back, we'd score, then they'd score, then we'd come forward and attack, and they attacked, and then we scored, and then they nearly scored. It was like, I'm worn out at half-time. I had to go and, say, <laughs> <laughs> I to go and have a rather large pint. <laughs> yeah, it were. It were a really good game. Um <laughs> And there's always a chance at half-time that their manager can have a chat, make some changes, make two changes. And there's always that concern, Nick, with certain managers that something could change, you know, opposition could change the way they play, they can change the mm. momentum of the game. I'm obviously not a fan of Lee Johnson. I never thought for one second that he has the ability to change the game in a way that could have hurt us. I never thought he could. And that's exactly what happened. He made all the changes, it didn't work, it, it couldn't have worked worse. They looked worse, instantly looked worse, and it had played out that way. They, they, they did not improve. What it was a lot worse, didn't they, in the second half? Yeah, I mean, if you think about it, you, you sit there and, and what would your team talk be? You know, because Stop you just know. ball out front back. Stop <laughs> ball out front back. Just, just right, but, us to death. Yeah, but you, you're not going to be able to do that because that's all you've done because that's the way we play football nowadays, isn't it? You know, mm. uh, that's the way these coaches believe that football should be played, which is great if you're Man City and Barcelona or Real Madrid. You know, it's great. When you're a League One club, no matter how big the stadium is, you're still a League One club. You know what I mean? And and if you haven't got the best to do it, it's pointless. Um, and, and surely, surely, you know, you've got scouts, you can go and watch teams before you play them. You know that Rotherham are going to press you. They know they're going to press you for 90 minutes. Why carry on doing the same thing? Definition of insanity, isn't it? You know what I mean? Yeah. It is. Um, the third goal came from our obligatory set piece. Got to get one a game. Danny at least won a game, a set piece goal. <laughs> that's, that's the rules. Um, and it was looking back, it was poor defending, but an absolutely thumping header from Icky. Yeah, I think in terms of us getting a set piece goal, warning will say if you get one, I'll put a five behind the bar for everybody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but yeah, I mean, in the build-up to that, we had Aidan McGeady getting his first yellow card of the afternoon for what can only be described as some sort of MMA move on Chio, where he sort of like tried to hug him from the back. But because Chio's, <laughs> well, Chio is just sort of going, get off me. And McGeady's ended up on the deck. But then we get the corner. Uh, Sunderland fans giving Ferguson a fair bit of gripe because he used to play for Newcastle. Former Newcastle. Um, yeah. yeah. And... <laughs> You know, it's, it's the thing that you that you dream of as a player. Like, you're getting abuse from the stands and you just playing an absolute peach of a corner. Someone gets their head on it, which was an equi, and it goes in. And that is how you silence nearly 3,000 fans. You know, two, two and a half, 3,000 fans. <laughs> and Equay scored and he's happy and he's running towards what I can imagine is some of his mates or his family in the stand and such. But see Barley's just peel away <laughs> and just go towards the way and with his arms out. It's like... Wow, yeah. you know, and I'm, I'm, I'm sure Ferguson wanted to join in as well, but <laughs> but, but yeah, it, to make it three 0 with an absolute thumping header. I mean, 
it's one of our specialities, whether it's from the corner or the free kick, to just loft that ball into the box and to read the game and to peel away from your defender, get your head on it and it goes in. It, it's, it's stereotypical of Rotherham to score from a set-piece because we are viewed as set-piece merchants, if you like, in this league and in the Championship. But to do it effectively, get a every every week, game in, game out... And to keep it and to keep that going consistently and to keep scoring them and creating chances, that proves how good of a team we are and how well drilled we are in training with set pieces. Mm. And like I say, I warn it does put a fiver behind the bar because they deserve praise for being that efficient yeah. with set pieces. Yeah. Yeah, they do. Hundred hundred percent. Uh let's go through a few more comments. Uh William Roebuck never thought he'd see the see, see us so strong without Woody, he means. Mm. Uh yeah, defence was superb. Ardock says, dare, dare I say, as feeling back of Millmore 81. Uh, yeah, well, it was almost 40 years to the day since the Chelsea battering as well. Yeah. It was day after, 40 years on Halloween Day. So, yeah, must be something about this month. Um, <laughs> Philip Rawlinson, perhaps we shouldn't have been so hard on Wickham's anti football approach as it probably saved the kind of drumming that Sunderland got. Yeah. And with them conceding three goals to Fleetwood, they've clearly got a bad. Uh, but not wear a great defence. Um, now we'll move on to the comment Ethan says, they were very dirty for Sunderland, always crunching tackles in without looking for the ball. That brings us nicely on to one of the most experienced players on the pitch, Aidan McGeady. Um, he was captain for the day. I don't know if he's club captain, but he was certainly captain for Sunderland on the day, Mick. Uh, like Danny mentioned, he was already on a yellow card and he just throws himself in on 56 minutes, not nowhere near the ball, Probably a red card on its own. Second yellow, game over. Completely brainless. Yeah, well, what else can you say? Uh, just a red miss came, in it? I think Chio had just taunted him one too many times and um, <laughs> and that was it. He just he just completely lost it. Um, I, I, well, there's not a lot of point talking about the referee, but we will do it at some stage, I'm sure. But the referee's let off there with that, in my view. He's got away with that. Um, I know he's got he's got a second yellow and he's got sent off. It's a straight red. There's no question about it. You know, his feet off at floor. His technique looks from under him, from behind. He can't see what's coming. He can't. I mean, I don't even know whether Chio were on pitch. I'm not convinced I'm the ball was not going out of play, <laughs> and Chio were going to fetch ball. You know what I mean? It, it was a straight red. No question in my view. Um, and then the referees done him a favour there by giving him a second yellow. Uh, but yeah, bizarre, isn't it? Bizarre. But well, yeah. whatever. I mean, it's it's just good news. It's more good news. It just shows that we're getting in people's heads. You know, all these really good human beings that we've got, they're actually getting in people's heads and they're absolutely <laughs> screwing with the mind, you know what I mean? They just yeah. they can't deal with it. They can't handle it. Brilliant. <laughs> Absolute brilliant. It's glorious. Danny, anything yeah. to add on that? It, 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 I know the game, we were the better team, but it really, really did kill the game for Sunderland. There were no looking back from that, were there? No, and I think um, because their fans knew we were on, on top, if you like, mm. they were getting annoyed at it as well, so that only really egged McGeady on. Um, yeah. But for a player of his experience, you know, he's been at Celtic, Spartak Moscow, um, club legend at Sunderland these days, to just be that fired up, and annoyed by such a small club in comparison with Rotherham, <laughs> you know, in, in League One of all places. Um, and I mean, I'm glad Chio's all right. That's what I will say. Mm. I am glad he's all right because it were a proper. It, if it catches his leg wrong, you've done one of his knees. That's yeah. how bad of a challenge it was. So I agree with Mick. It was a straight red, but 
Cheer wasn't the only one. I mean, Wiles was a rest all game. I'm sure his ankles the size of a watermelon after Saturday. Mm. Um, and a lot of blatant, like, it was just right, like, niggly fouls all the time. Mm. The referee got a little bit card happy with us at one point. Um, but yeah, like you say, I think as soon as McGeady were off the pitch, that were game done for Sunderland. I don't think any team's come back from 3 1 down to, if, to even draw 3 3 with 10 men on the pitch at least to my knowledge in this league anyway. Um, mm. But what I did like, <clears throat> what I did like, what, and what I saw from our players, we were around the referee straight away. Mm. As soon as Chill were on the floor, everyone around him, Smith were giving it large, um, and it actually had to be pulled away by Inekwe. Mm. It's like, mm. calm down, you know. But to see that passion from your teammates who just come in and you know you've got the back, and... I can't remember how many players it were. There were at least eight of them around the referee, <laughs> yeah, and only yeah. about four Sunderland players who were trying to push McGeady off the pitch, going, "Go, you've you've done." Yeah. But to see that um, that camaraderie between the squads is great to see. Mm. Yeah, you touched on the ref, Mick, and mm. I thought, I thought it's, it's going to sound I'm uncomfortable myself a little bit. I thought he was giving a lot of niggly fouls that he didn't need to. He could, he could let the game flow much, much more than he did. And like Danny said, he got he got a little bit card happy. But he was consistent. For the whole game, it was giving the same fouls all the time. So it wasn't like he was giving one foul and not giving the other. He was giving similar fouls all throughout the game. And realistically, at this level, that's all you want. If you're going to give that foul all the yeah. time, give it all the time. Don't give one or the other. And Is that... All, is that not a little bit of a positive, even though the pad fouls were crap. I think, based on my criteria of uh, just give me some consistency from a referee, he probably had a good game. Um, I, I, I agree with you. I think he was consistently bad for both teams in terms of the niggly nonsense that he gave. And when it came to the big decisions, he got them bang on right. I think he got every well, virtually everyone right. I think there's there's a the, the body check slash forearm smash on. Um, uh, on Ben Wiles in middle of the park, second half, I think he missed, and also the foul on Chio, arguably a foul on Chio in the build up to their goal, but, you know, on the edge of their box. Um, but but yeah, overall, it, it was consistent. Um, and, and, and you're absolutely right, that's all you can ask for at this level. You, they're never going to get everything right. Because um, they can't get everything right with VAR, you know, with well, 15 cameras to open. Well, they can't, can they? So, you know what I mean? Um, yeah, it were all right. It were all right. I'm not going to slate him because, you know, he's done what we've asked him, right. really. He's done what we've asked in terms of consistency. Yeah, yeah, basically. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's been. Uh, we're going to struggle to put all this into our plus the preview of the, of the, of the channel. And I said we are going to move on to the. What we're going to do is we're going to talk about Charlton in a minute. Then we're going to move back to talk about the rest of the Sunderland game um, because we have Nathan Miller joining us in a couple of minutes from Charlton Live who's going to talk us about what to expect from Tuesday. Um, another couple of comments. Philip Rawlinson, what a fantastic job Warren has done and his staff have done putting together a squad of good human beings who, where whoever <laughs> is on the bench, some, some high, same high quality as the players on the pitch. Fantastic strength and depth. Yeah, yeah, we could talk about that all day. To I love it, Phil. Phil, I love it. I love this good human being thing. It's, you and me are on properly on the same wavelength with this. And I tell you what, this is going to be a season where I don't stop talking about good human beings. Whatever this continues, 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We need to get the IUFC <laughs> to meme it for us. That's what we need. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, right, like I said, what we're going to do, we'll take a break from the Sunderland game. We will come back because we haven't finished talking about the goals yet. Um, we've got Nathan from Charlton Live joining us. Uh, talk about Charlton. Thank you for joining us, Nathan. No worries. Thanks a lot for having me. Good result for you boys yesterday. Yeah, just a bit. And you guys as well, to be fair. Well, well, it was a bad time, wasn't it? Jesus. <laughs> well, yeah, I, thought, I, think, I don't think something like any of us at the moment. So I see, I see you had the uh, news on with Graham yesterday. So he's had a bad couple yes. of weeks, hasn't he? Poor, poor yeah, listen. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's always fun upsetting big, the big boys, to be fair. Yeah. We, we're big fans of that. <laughs> yeah. um, so let's talk about Charlton's season. It's been uh, not a good start. Um <laughs> Yeah. I was was in the start. It was new in the summer. I was thinking right and saying, "How was how was preseason policy started? How were things looking at? What, what was the view of the squad back then?" Well, I mean, the Nigel came in at the tail end of last year when Lee Bowyer went to Birmingham, um, and then we literally went on an insane run of form. Um, we didn't think we was going to make the playoffs, and um, we only missed out on goal difference, I think, to Oxford. Um, so there was optimism. Pre-season, um, pre-season went okay. A lot of our business was done late, so mm. a lot of the players that we've got now on the squad that he has built, albeit being done late in the window, we've still got quite a good squad, I think. Um, mm. So yeah, I mean, it just come to a bit of a shock, really, um, in terms of the poor start. I mean, we we beat Crew, which, to be fair, no disrespect to Crew, but they've their squad's been decimated by injuries anyway so yeah. i think it's just papered over the cracks a bit but um yeah no so it's just been poor really we've just not been playing well and obviously when you're not getting results you, mm. you're, you're going to lose your job which obviously nigel did yeah is it is, is it was it just results how was the performance were the performances matching the results yeah so um i think the we was poor i mean we just we we were quite one-dimensional with Nigel, which is weird. Mm. So we've got good technical players, but we were just bypassing them going long to Jaden Stockley, which, to be fair to Jaden, he's good. You know, he's a good mm. physical player, but we become predictable um, and easy to play against. We had a poor result up at Lincoln, and the performance weren't good there. But and then we lost three-two at home to Stanley, which I think not because it was Atkinson, but it was just poor still. So. Mm. And it made a change, and then Johnny Jackson's come in, in and um, and beat Sunderland, which I wasn't expecting um, <laughs> at all. Really, I, I spoke to Graham on the on his preview, and I was I said I hope it's two nil, or at least like nothing embarrassing, <laughs> you know. But but yeah, and then we had yeah a decent result yesterday, albeit again a poor Donny side. I think um, mm. I don't know if you guys have played Donny yet, but. A couple not. of times a good cup, yeah. yeah Combined eight nil, eight nil over the Johnson's Pins League. <laughs> yeah, they're not, they're not a good team at the moment. It's a shame because yeah. I think I've got some decent players there. They're yeah. really poor. Um, and then we've got you boys, you boys on Tuesday, um, which I'm not really looking forward to if I'm honest. But um, <laughs> I, I, it, it, it's only because Smith, because we had Smith once upon a time and it didn't really work out for him uh. with us. He's bad to score, isn't he? So. And then you've got Ladapo, who's ex-Palace, so he's going to want to do a job. So <laughs> it's not looking too great for us, really. <laughs> no. But, yeah. well, well, but then we're sort of thinking the same, that you've just second managed a couple of good results. We think we, well, literally, in the worst time to play a chart on this season, is there so mm-hmm. far? Yeah, no, yeah. I think yesterday's result, it was um, the players looked happier. They, you know, they looked more expressive. 
Um, mm. And they've got a bit of a spring about a step now. And the only thing that worries me is that we've got quite a lot of injuries. To, well, Sam Lavelle, who we signed, he's out injured. Ryan Innes is out. Um, Harry Arter's out. Uh, Jonathan Lecco came off yesterday. Um, so, yeah, we've got a few injuries, really. So, But you're going to get them. And if you're going to be up and... If we ever, well, I'm saying that if you're going to be up to the top end of the table, I don't think we are, but you're going to have to beat teams like Rotherham, you know, because you guys are going to be up there, aren't you? So, uh, but it's a good test for us now, I think. Um, mm. And then we've got, I think we've got Burton and Plymouth after that. So we've got some tricky games coming up, but mm. we're just focusing on get next win and then just try and not be involved in a relegation fight because a few weeks mm. ago, it was actually looking quite bad <laughs> to mm. being, being relegated. We were that bad. So, but yeah, it's gonna be good. Mm. You know, Johnny Jackson's caretaker. I'm uh, looking at his stats. He's played obviously a lot for Charlton. Uh, it feels like a bit of a similar story to Paul One for us. A lot played, a long time. Backroom staff came to his caretaker, took the job full time. Can you? It, I know it's very, very early days. But what mm. what is the view to that? Do you think? Do you think is is potentially long term, or is it, is it just a stopgap? Um, I think I think I've, probably the general consensus would be to give him a go. Uh, mm. I, I, if I. If he didn't get the job, I'm looking around and thinking, well, who are you going to get? Um, there's yeah. a load of players in. A new manager's going to want to come in and bring his own staff in and and all that jazz. I just think if he's doing... I mean, Sandgard, the owner's already come out and said he's going to get a few games. And yeah. if, if you know, if the performance is there and we get a, pick up a few results along the way, I don't see why not. I think a lot of the fan base want that. Um, looking at history-wise, Bowyer got us up, ex-player. Chris Powell got us up, ex-player. It just just seems to work with us, really, having ex-players as managers. Um, so, yeah, I mean, the general consensus would be for that. But um, like anything, if we just go lose five on the bounce, it's not going to, from now on, it's not going to bode well for him. But um, I think, yeah, I just think when you've got that affinity, like you were saying with Paul Warren, I think when you've got an affinity with a manager, you probably get that little bit more time. Mm. Um, and everyone wants him to do well. So, fingers crossed. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, talk about some, some players. It's a, it's a fairly new squad. Who, mm. who should we be looking out for in Charlton? It's been a poor start, but has there been any yeah. standout players this season? Uh, well, Elliot Lee's been... I mean, I really like Elliot Lee. Um, we got him alone from Luton. Um, he just manages to link up the midfield and defence, uh, midfield and defence, midfield and strikers, um, which sometimes, if you look at if you look at the top end of the pitch and see Jaden Stockley, it can be um, very easy to go long, um, mm. but I know you guys, you guys like to press, so I don't know if we're going to have to go and try and beat the press and go a little bit more direct, yeah, uh, to break the press down. But, um, I don't know, yes, yeah, so, I mean, Elliot Lee's a good player, um, he's he's done really well this year. Uh, trying to think who else, Connor Washington's you know, he's he's starting to get more game time, Alex Gilby. In terms of the new signings, I'm just trying to think really. And Craig McGillivray, I think he's been a good signing, the goalie from mm. Portsmouth. Um, so, yeah, there's a couple of players, but we're only like starting to click now. Yeah. Um, but I've not seen ha- Harry Art has only played a couple of games, but I'm looking forward to him getting back fit. Um, but Jonathan Lecco would be the standout player for me um, in terms of his directness and pace. But it looks, I don't, he came off. I don't know what the extent of the injury is yet, but. If he's missing on Tuesday, then that's going to be a big blow for us. Mm. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. I, I, mm. I, it's one of those. We're, we're in an incredible run of form. Charlton has to start yeah. to pick up a bit of form. 
Uh, it's a dangerous time for us to play you and for you to play us. It's interesting. Not, I was Danny's word. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's have a score prediction if we can, then, Nathan. What do you think? And it, again, difficult to do, but we, we always yeah. ask. We always get it wrong, uh, but we always <laughs> ask. <laughs> what do you think it's going to be Tuesday? Yeah, I don't know. I think, yeah, too. Obviously, you score. You've been scoring loads. I mean, Michael Smith, mm. hasn't he scored more goals now than he has already in any previous season? Yeah, and then yeah, he's he's going to tuck on Tuesday, and he's it's bound to tuck on Tuesday. So, um, I reckon I'm going I'm going to try and be bold. I'm going to sort of pray for a one all. Okay, that, that's, I'd be I'd be delighted. With, uh, do you know what? I would take a boring nil nil, right? And there's no shots on target. Just, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I won't be like that on Tuesday, but. Listen, you're, you're obviously one of those teams that you're too good for League One and you just need to break that championship sort of hoodoo and stay up there a bit longer. So I'll take a draw in our, um, at the moment, but we'll be confident and we'll have a go. But it, I think if we can keep Smith quiet and Ladapo, because um, I think they're your main threats, but keep that, keep those two quiet, then hopefully we can get a little positive result out of it. Mm. Smith's been doing well at scoring against mm. former clubs and clubs he don't like oh, scoring against he's a Geordie and scored against Sunderland a week so he's on it this year sorry I'll change, <laughs> can I change my prediction then <laughs> <laughs> no, it should be a good game right. I, think, I think it'll be a good game to watch I, I think both mm. teams will want to both teams like to press both teams like to pass the ball and get it in the get crosses into the box so I think it'll be a good game mm. yeah hopefully two teams will try and win the game you might try and stop us but actually going to still look at home team New man, newish yeah. manager is going to try and win the game. Um, thank you for this, Mick. Danny, have you got any other questions? Anything else you want to know about Charlton before we let Nathan pop off? <laughs> I, I just hope you play better than Wickham and actually play football. That's all I'm going to I say. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, we, I mean, we were, I mean, with Jack, with Johnny Jackson, you see it yesterday. We, um, we do get to try and, you know, get the ball down. There will be times where, like I was saying, if you press us really high, um, because our two centre halves, uh, what's the word can I use? That's not going to be too horrible. They're not. The, they're not. The, they're not like. I mean, they can pass the ball. They're professional footballers, but they're not ones that will come out and be mm. really confident. Yeah. So it might mean if you press us, we might go a little bit direct. But I'm hoping when I go on Tuesday, we do try and play it round because we we we've got good players. We've got good midfield. So hopefully we will uh, we'll um, start playing it on the on the floor. But yeah, we won't be a, as bad as Wickham because I know. Plus, we've not got anyone in the. In the sort of size of Akin Fenwar, either, no. but I don't think anyone has really, unless no. you like, no. unless you can sell a tape two men together, you might, be <laughs> size, yeah, you know, but... yeah. <laughs> exactly. But uh, yeah, so hopefully, hopefully, we'll get a little result, but I think it'll be a good game to watch nonetheless. Are you, any, mm. any of you boys going down? I know it's a Tuesday night, though, isn't it? Are you going? Yeah, I'll be making the Yeah, trip. I am. Uh, what a nice day to go down South London on a wet and cold <laughs> Tuesday night. <laughs> I know, setting off from two o'clock in town and it's like, yeah, South London <laughs> on a Tuesday night. Mind you, oh, it'd, be, wow. it'd be Ipswich on a Tuesday night. Yeah, so I'm gonna say, you've got a few weeks. Yeah. 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 All right, fellas. Brilliant. Thanks for doing this, Nathan. We really appreciate right. it and good luck for the rest of the season. Not, not yeah. Tuesday, you, yeah, you too. <laughs> Cheers, man. Cheers, man. Cheers, man. Thank you. There we go. That's There's our chat from Nathan. Really appreciate him doing that. Um, yeah, we got game. We will, we will come on to that in a minute. We haven't even finished talking about the Sunderland game yet. <laughs> um, so uh, Mark Gamble's on that chat. He mentions about not surprised at Kinsey with Sheffield United, all his, all his United sporting mates. 
uh, said he'd be rubbish based his time there. I think we've got a congratulations to Mark as well. I think pretty sure he's got married over the weekend. I think he probably has, yeah. Mm. So, congratulations. Congratulations, pal, for that. Um, Harvey Collick thinks 3 1 as a prediction for Tuesday. Uh, I feel like I'm wanting to rush through everything today because there's so much to talk about. So let's just. <laughs> Enjoy it. Savor this uh, this this episode, boys and girls, because it's a pretty good one. It may well be, mate. We've been doing this for obviously a couple of years now. This may well be the most positive episode we've done doing this. I don't know. Uh, possibly, possibly. I mean, we beat them down at Swillsbury, didn't we, last season? That were well, that yeah. was that were more of the live show, weren't it? So, uh, so yeah. No, it's it's uh, that was just more smugness, weren't it? This is this, yeah, is, this is pride more more than I suppose that. This is this is bordering on arrogance the way that we're playing at the moment. <laughs> well, it is. Yeah. You know, I just sit here listening to that lad from Charlton, and you're just thinking, you know what, mate, you've got no chance. <laughs> 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 Which is ridiculous. Know, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> With John C, is he on? Because it looks like my feet are starting to hover slightly <laughs> above ground a bit. <laughs> yeah, it is. So let's talk about some more goals. Uh, Michael yeah. Smith gets his fourth goal. His, no, sorry. The fourth goal of the game. His second of the game. Uh, as we tweeted out, it takes him on to 49 goals for the club, which is level with Mark Robbins. And it takes him on to 99 league goals of his career. So one more goal away from a centre of league goals of his career, which would be a superb achievement whenever that yeah. happens. To get to a 50 goals for the club and 100 league goals of his career is it's one of the... You just dream of it. You can only dream of it as a, as a kid. Um... And he deserves it, Danny. We, we're struggling to find things to say about this guy that we haven't already said. But it's just it's exceptional. He's just he's scoring different types of goals. I know there's two, two headers on Saturday, but the two quite different headers attacking from different angles and whatnot, both as impressive as the other. Yeah, they are. And I mean, his, his first goal was um, more of a glancing header from Freddie's cross, mm. whereas his, his second one was the sort of thing that we used to Smith seeing, you know, that bullet header on a on a crossing from outside the box. Uh, but like you say, he's got a lot of goals in his locker this season. He scored an absolute screamer against Morecambe. He scored what can only be described as the biggest finesse goal of his career with the back heel. I still don't know how he managed it. Um, <clears throat> and then he's doing what Michael Smith does best as a big centre forward and getting his head on it. Mm. Um, and like you say, he's nearly at 50 goals for the club. He has got some way to go from the record goal scorer, Wally Ardron. It was, I think, like 138 or something. Like Ridiculous. Uh, yeah, yeah, Smith, sign a five-year deal, please, and uh, try and break that. That would be brilliant. <laughs> Thank you. Um, but, yeah, but it, it seems as though we've already said every word in the dictionary that can describe how good Michael Smith is, but still he's able to surprise us with some of the stuff that he's doing. He's already broken his tally from last season. He's heading towards breaking his all-time tally, which I think is 18 with Swindon. Yes, Yep, so he's getting there uh, every closer to that every day. And I think he's making Richie Barker sweat rather nervously about the Alan Shearer <laughs> sign shirt. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's why they keep taking him off before he gets his hat trick. It's like, no, he's not having another one. <laughs> yeah, they, they claim to be arresting him. It's actually just to save his shirt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's he's going to leave probably eventually, mate. But if you, if you listen, if you watch, listen to watching Smithy, Nobody's going to love you like we do. <laughs> this sounds like <laughs> relationship. Please stay with us, but we won't. We really appreciate what he's done for the club, Mick, and from where he's come from. And he's just a great player, just a superb player. 
It is, and I'm sure that I'm sure he appreciates what the club's done for him as well, in particular, yeah, specifically Warney and uh, and the team, because they're they're the ones that have brought the best out in him. You know, they've put the trust in him, they've given him the, the, the they developed him as a as a player, as a person, uh, and and got him to where he is today. Um, and my question to him would be: Do you really think that this will happen anywhere else? You know. Do you think that you're going to be able to play in the same sort of environment with the same sort of support, um, both on and off the pitch, at any other club? My 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 suggestion, and somebody mentioned on the comments earlier on about January transfer window and everything else. I suspect that anybody who decides that you know they want to move on to bigger and better things and good 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 luck to them should they decide to do that, they're not going to they're not going to play in the same environment that they're playing in now. They're gonna, yeah. It's highly, highly unlikely, um, and this is this is key. This is key to what what we're doing now and where we are. And it's 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 been four years in the making. Um, so, I, I, one more question. <laughs> <laughs> I so about I think Michael, Smith. Michael Smith loving. Yeah. yeah well, yeah. Don't don't go, mate, because you, you're not going to get this anywhere else. That would be my message to him. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, as Danny says, it's quite a way off the, the leading goal scorer of the club. I don't. I, th- I think that's probably unachievable, but it's not far off Alfie. And we all know how good a striker Alfie was for the club. I think he's, he's only not, seven or eight, seven or eight goals off Alfie's total. Which would it's not about him, the goals, is it? It's not, but it would make him the highest scoring player of the twenty first century for Rotherham United, which would be a great. You know, great thing to hang his cap on if if he gets there. Again, you know, that'd be taking the twenty goals for season. So I am getting ahead of myself, but that's the type of season. That's the type of season we're looking at. We, we at the start of the season we weren't looking at these stats. We are now looking at these stats, saying yeah. he could hit that, and if he hits it now, wouldn't be a surprise. That's how good he is playing at the minute. Um, and yeah, it'd be superb for him to hit that. It those those kind of numbers. Chris Nichols triple his wages. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's, that's why they leave. Yeah, well, that's our strict wage structure. If anything's going to stop it, that's going to stop it. I agree with the strict wage structure, but it, things these things happen in football. Anyway, stop talking about Michael Smith. Um, the final goal of the game was as impressive as the others for different reasons. Danny, uh, Joshy Cody came on for Smithy with uh, over long the left, uh, yet to score for Rotherham United. Finds himself with. Not quite a tapping, but a fairly easy finish. But lays it on his play on a plate for his mate who has a nailed on finish. And that sums up this squad of just making sure we do the right thing for the team. Yeah, 100 percent I mean, um, I think it was uh, Ryan Creswell who was joint commentary on I Follow. Mm. And he said he was a bit he were a bit annoyed that KO didn't go for it himself. <laughs> but I'm not one to disagree with a professional footballer because he's been there and done it and I'm can only just kick a ball in a field on a, on a, on a Sunday <laughs> afternoon. Um, but to, for KO to have the the um, the vision just to go, Fred is in a better position. It's like what we saw with Kieran McGuckin against Man City. He's still yeah. a young player and he still hasn't scored his first professional goal for Rotherham. But for him to like override that and go, no, Fred is in a better position, I'll square the ball to him, just so he can get another goal, for another certified goal for the team. I think shows knowledge beyond his years for KO. It's it's not that youth knowledge of oh I'm in a brilliant position, I'm gonna smash it and hope it goes in. For him to go, no, Fred is in a better position, I'll square it to him, shows how how much KO's come on 
um, mm. whilst he's been out on loan and this season as well. And I think if he didn't have the three strikers as like his mentors, he wouldn't have done something like that. If he mm. was one of those strikers where he looked at him and go, I need to assert myself and try and get in the team, he hasn't done that. He's gone, Let, let's learn from this. Let's have an education from it. And that's what he's done. And that's mm. why he didn't shoot and he squared it. But got an assist from it, which is just as good when it comes to being a team player. Yeah. Well, striker, for me, strikers should be judged on assists and goals. You know what I mean? They are just as good. Smith, Smith, Smith has got two goals, but then he's got the assist for the Freddie goal, which is just as important as his two goals he scored. Um, yeah. The question is, Mick, when you're 4-1 down in the 89th minute, why are you still trying to pass it around like that back? You are just inviting pressure, and they've only got themselves to blame for, for that fifth goal. The, the same argument goes when you're 4-1 up, why are you chasing a ball down so far up well, pitch? You know, um, because that's what we do. Um, and and the reason they're passing it around at the back is because that's Lee Johnson's style. Well, it is, you know, you know we're going to knock it about a bit. We'll knock it about and play it out from back because we're, we're really good footballers. <laughs> no, you're not, mate. <laughs> no, you're not. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't care what it says about Sunderland, quite frankly. Uh, I care what it says about Northern United and what it says, like like I said earlier on, you know, at 4-1 up, we are still going for throat. Um, and that is just fantastic. That's, that's, you can't ask for any more. You can't ask for any more. Um, just, we're just going for it. Mm. So, um, John, John C says, Mick, it's time to get, get rid of your concrete wellies <laughs> and put on your flying slippers <laughs> and fly high with the rest of us. <laughs> We're getting there, uh, mate. Yeah. We're getting there, John. <laughs> yeah. Um, we mentioned Chio getting hacked down, Danny, but let's give Chio the credit he deserves because he was once again he the, the guy who ever played left back for him must be having nightmares. I mean McGinney were having nightmares about him and all because he just mugged him off. He just mugged him off all game. It was similar to the MK Dons. He was unstoppable. Yeah, and there's a certain point. <clears throat> when he gets the ball in like halfway in our half and he does two players and he's away, you know, <laughs> and Matty Goodwin described him as being able to catch pigeons, which I've now written in my quote book because I quite <laughs> like that, being able to catch pigeons. Um, but yeah, I mean, Chio sometimes gets criticism for his crossing. I mean, it's it's not, I mean, if it was better, he wouldn't be here. You know, that that's long and short. If his crossing and shooting were on par with his pace and, his dribbling ability, he wouldn't be at Rotherham, he'd be in a Premier League side. Hmm. Um, but, you know, he's improving every day and, like you say, he were unstoppable. Same as with the MK Dons. As soon as he gets the ball, gone. You know, it's, it's like Roadrunner when he takes off, just a plume of smoke left behind him. That's Chio, he's on that right-hand side. Um, but, yeah, he's another one who, unfortunately, is out of contract in the summer. Um, in the, yeah, in the summer. But we do have a 12-month option. Why? Why would you leave? You know, I can't. I can't. I can't fathom him going mm. somewhere else. You know, like, would you have that ability to be as confident as you are with the midfield and the person behind you and other club? Mm. You know, Shio, go with your gut. Stay with us, <laughs> please. <laughs> he, he, he is at that stage. Stage though, where the stats don't back up how good he is. He's not getting loads of assists. He's not scoring loads of goals. So from that point of view, we know how good he is. And we know how good he's going to be. But if you're just looking at the stats, you will you will not see that, will you? You won't, you won't see how good he, he, is, he is at the minute. And that's what that's what's helping us at the minute, I think, is that, it's, that people aren't going to see that, hopefully. 
That's my hope, anyway. That's what I'm holding <laughs> on to. Um, I'm going to mention some individual performance. I'm going to rattle through them because we've gone, we've gone 50 minutes. We haven't mentioned, barely mentioned the Charlton game. So I'll rattle through them. And if you want, to, if, you want if you guys want to say anything about them, pipe up. Wes Harding was faultless again. I thought it was superb. Icky scored his goal, but again was faultless. He, he took on the Woody role. I thought it was it was brilliant in that central role. Um, Woody's going to struggle to get back in, which you would have thought we said that at the start of the season. Yeah. Um, ben Wiles is. Ben Wiles. I'll let you come on this one. Ben Wiles, Ben Wiles is probably the best midfielder in the division. <laughs> me, did you say me? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Sorry, I was just uh, I was just thinking about Ben Wiles. Because it's like you say, absolutely, he is the best midfielder in this division, um, mm. and all that, all that banter that we had earlier on in the season about Barry Bannon, not fit to lose his boots, mate. <laughs> absolutely, well, he's not, is he? No, you look, at, me no, I mean, in all seriousness, you look at Ben Wiles, and he is the complete midfielder. He is no way is he a League One midfielder. He's he's mm. he's not even probably a Championship midfielder. He has got. He should be playing in Premier League. He's yeah. that good. Yeah, he is yeah. that good, and we've said it for a long, long time now. But now he's, he's playing in that in that position, that that forward position in in the midfield there, which absolutely suits his game. And some of the work that he does off the ball is just mm. absolutely phenomenal. Um, yeah, yeah, best midfielder in this division. I, I said to Mick yesterday, Danny, that whilst he does this thing where he, 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 that, he it was sort of the run he made for the first goal, but he, he, I think he won a corner for it later on in the first half. And I said, when Wiles he gets into that position, you've lost. He's either winning a free <laughs> kick, he's winning a corner, or he's taking it past you. It, you just, it's not, that's it. Once, if you let him get in that position at the sort of the edge of the box, that's it. He's it, won. Yeah, and I think it's mostly down to him coming through the academy like more or less the perfect time. Like yeah. uh, his career sort of just gathered momentum just as Warren came into the full time manager fold, and I think that's why a lot of uh, people say, "Oh, look at how well Jerry Yates is doing away from mm. Rotherham." Honestly, I think it's because he came through at the wrong time. Like if he'd have come through in the Warney era, it'd have been similar to where Coyote is right now. But with Wales, like the squad always says he's the best player at the club, he's destined for better things, and we can see why it's sort of, he's flowered this season, if you like, into the football that we all knew he was, but now he's been able to show it on the pitch, and like like you said, there are certain circumstances where it's like, well, he's going to win a free kick, yep, there it is, oh, he's going to win a corner, yep, there you go, oh, he's going to score, like he has done against Bolton. Mm. So, yeah, Ben Wiles, just Ben Wiles, isn't it? One of our own. You, you mentioned about coming at the right time, and I know Steve Evans did a lot of the good things for the club, but could you imagine Ben Wiles coming through at Steve Evans' time? It wouldn't have happened, would it? No, it wouldn't. It wouldn't. And and, and everybody will harks back to, oh, there were great times, you know, he gave us some wonderful times. He did, yeah. And he spent an absolute fortune on Dross as well, you know? And so, so yeah, yeah it, it, we, we look look back at times like that through rose-coloured glasses, you know, just because we've got a couple of promotions and we managed to stay in division for a bit and, and so on and so forth. But, nah, not for me, mate. Uh, and Ashley Dean, although he says Wiles isn't better than Rathbone, I mentioned, mentioned Rathbone there. I thought Rathbone was brilliant. Uh, the only thing Rathbone's missing is the attacking edge. There was that moment in the second half where he got himself into the box, he got himself in a really good position, and he sort of cacked himself a little bit. He didn't know where to pass or shoot. Um, but again, he's coming from a team where I don't, I don't think he's necessarily from the outside. I don't think he's been asked to do that attacking role as much. I and mean, now we're asking him, to, we're giving it because of how Barley is plays, he's got a bit of leeway. So I hope 
I hope to see that side of the after Bones game. If, if that side of improves, then yeah, for me, he probably could be better than Wiles because he, do, he does similar things to Wiles, but Wiles is much better attacking. Much better. Attacking. For, for me, it's like saying choking better than cheese, though, isn't it? You know what I mean? Well, it, it, both it, it's like, all. you know, they're, they're completely different players and they do yeah. completely different things. They might play in the same area of the pitch, but they do completely different things. So, mm. if, if Ben Wiles is the best midfielder in the division, uh, Danny, uh, where does Bali fit <laughs> in that list? Because <laughs> he can't be far behind him. Because it's, yeah, people have said it's almost a cheat code having Dan Bali's in this school. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I mean, I'm sure I'm sure some of the fans were more my age. They remember the cheat sheets you used to have for GTA like three on your mm. PS2. <laughs> It's like Warney's got that and he's like, right, square X, X, something other. And then like, oh, I've got a Marley's room midfield. Um, but if, if Wales is the best midfielder in the league and we've got Rathbun and Barlazer still in that list, I mean, it must be decimal places, the difference between yeah. them. Like if Ben Wiles is number one, Rathbun must be like 1.1 and Barlays is 1.2. <laughs> and then probably Jamie Lindsay's just further back because he's unfortunately yeah. injured. But <laughs> and then, then Dolphin Dolphin and then, and then Dolphin's in there as well. <laughs> so it's like, Warney, can I have your cheat sheet, please? <laughs> if we need it for yeah. football manager. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, this team is getting high praise and high comparisons at the minute. Um, it's still only 14 games in. You know, let's see how things go. This is the best, the way this team plays is the best I have ever seen. And that 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 team in the early 2000s for me was legendary, but the way they play is better quality. They work, they work just as hard as that team, but there are better quality in these players. But we're, on, but we're only 14 games in. You know, we could end up finishing 10th. I don't think we will, but we could tail off. So we've got to, me we've got to measure this team how they end up the season. Um, and I feel like we're not going to be far off, hopefully. But let's wait and see. You know, let's see how we react when we get a defeat at the end of this run, whenever that's going to be. We are going to lose at some point. Let's see how we react. That that's the important thing. Um, so we have one more league game before what will almost be a three-week wait for another league game because the international break and FA Cup. So let's preview. Have you have anything on the Sunderland game that I've missed off or forgot about, or any other top points or topics just from the Sunderland game that you want to cover? I think we've covered most of it. No. I think I think the last thing really is that it's our first win over Sunderland in 59 years and it was their first visit mm. to New York Stadium and we battered them. Yeah, exactly. Batting. They should still be beating teams like Rotherham though, shouldn't they? Let's be fair. Oh, massive. massive. <laughs> yeah. In League massive. One. Huge. Huge. And and, and Phil's, mentioned, Phil's mentioned here, obviously, on Tuesday mm. night when we're away at Charlton, uh, it's the battle of the egos at Swillsborough, isn't it? You know? Um, yeah. I, my understanding is that they sold 425,000 tickets for that game. <laughs> um, so, uh, so yeah, so it should be a, a hell of a night in Sheffield Six on, on Tuesday. It'll be 16 17 all, I imagine. <laughs> I Possibly. Um, so Tuesday night we go to Charlton, which, as we mentioned, I think it's a terrible time to play them, just change the manager, but good run of form. Honours, Danny, the big question is, the only real question is, what do you do with a problem like Freddie Ladapo? Um, two goals. Greg's now available, obviously. What what are you doing? What what's, what are you doing on Tuesday with him? I think it's just the case of, I mean, it's similar to the goalkeeper situation. I think it will just be best man in. Mm. Um, but now we've got the option to change both strikers if needs be, so we can bring Greg on for 
uh, for Freddie or Smith, and then you've got KO'd as well. Um, so it just adds that extra element of depth. But for me, I'd just go best man in. You know, like we've we've got Smith and Freddie both scoring a brace. So it's just like, why change? You know, give Freddie a run inside, and you never know, this might have been the start of his run of games. You know, like he has a run of games and then stops and then drops off and comes mm. back. MK could have been the start of it, and now he's on his roll. You know, three goals in your last two. Not bad. Yeah. I'd keep him in. <laughs> Yeah, we said we said after the MK Dons game mate, that he needs goals. He got his goal a little bit fluky because of the deflection, and you could see the difference in him on Saturday. You could see the difference in him. Yeah, I mean, if he played like that all the time, then then he'd never ever be out of the side. He'd never be out of anybody's side, would he? Because you know we know that he could score goals. What he needed was that work rate, and it was there on Saturday in in, in bucketfuls. Was it, it his was best performance for Rotherham that? Feeder? Oh yeah, without without yeah. as a, a complete. Performance, you know, and a 90 minute performance, yeah, without a shadow of a doubt. Without a shadow of a doubt. He's shown it in flashes in various games last year in Championship and, and when he's come on as, as a substitute. When we talked about this on this podcast about two seasons ago, you know, yeah. we, and we're, we're a full episode, virtually saying, is he an impact sub or, you know. Mm. Um, no, I mean, that was definitely without a shadow his best performance in a Rotherham United shirt. Um, and all he had, all he had to do was put the effort in, you know, put the work rate in, and everything else just fell into place for him. And hopefully, mm. hopefully, it can carry that on. Fingers crossed. Um, so, is there any changes, Danny? Obviously, we have got the FA Cup game on Saturday, which means we can rest players. But at some point, we are going to have to look at that when the fixtures come piling up. The same eleven players can't play that style for ninety minutes for forty-six games every single time. There is going to become a time where we have to look at saying, right, Rathbone, we're going to have to give you an hour off and 90 minutes off, this and other. Are we at that stage yet, do you think? Or because of the gap, can we allow, can we allow Tudor just to still the full throttle? Um, I, th- I think because of the FA Cup game on Saturday where we will probably rest players and then we've got international break, I think we aren't there yet. I think until the international breaks are more or less done for this season, it's more of a keep your foot on the pedal and keep going. Mm. Um, but yeah, like you say, when it comes to like around Christmas time and New Year, then that may be a time to go. Oh, Ollie, you're, <clears throat> you've run 100 miles on Tuesday night, we'll bring a dolphin in yeah. uh, and then give you a little rest so you can then come on later on, or etc. etc. Um, but again, it boils down to that issue of even though there will be there will come that time when we need to rest people because of injuries or or just completely blowing out the backside or whatever. But I'm not worried at all because the depth this season is something staggering. Like, if you if I was, if if we were to say, "Oh, Oli Rathbun's injured, we need to we need to bring a dolphin in," all right, no worries. Or yeah. or and, and like what's happening now, oh, Lindsay's out injured. Oh, no worries. You know, don't matter. We still got this that, and other. Or oh, Smith's pull and pull his hamstring. No worries. Bring Freddie or bring Freddie all the side of Greg. Mm. To have that depth this season is just staggering. Like. I've never seen a Rotherham team with that level of depth where all of them are up here. You know, there's not like up here and then in certain positions they're down here, like no offence to any players or anything. But if, if if we've got our first 11, but then our second 11 is not that far behind and we could do equally as well in League One playing our second 11. But because mm. we've got the two together, that could be the thing that pushes us even higher up the league. And I mean, we're fourth already, so... Yeah, that's why on paper, as things are, that's why this 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 is the best squad that I've seen, best team that I've seen, because 
we've got we've got it in droves. We've we've got so many different players. Like you said, then we could play we could play different eleven on Tuesday, and we won't be that much weaker in, in most places. Um, Mikel Miller came on and did really well again, Mick. Really, really well again. Uh, I feel a bit sorry for him. He's not getting minutes, but Ferguson mm. did really, really well. Uh, defensively and attacking on, on Saturday, Ferguson. Is there any change in your mind there, do you think? No. No. Oh, I, I, Warren has nailed his colours at mass, colours at mass, I think, quite clearly. You know, if you've got mm. the shirt, it's yours, it's yours to lose. Um, and, <laughs> I mean, this is probably the most obvious statement ever, but nobody on Saturday did anything to lose a shirt. You know what I mean? All they did was cement their place even further in the squad. So to know, I can't see I can't see there been any changes. Poor old Will Greg because he's come up against Sunderland. He's now lost his place. Um, you know, Victor, Victor. And all credit to Victor. The first person to congratulate Vickers at the end of the game on Saturday was Victor. You know what I mean? Um, so that just again, it's just a measure of. Of what we've got in this squad, I, I can't see any reason to change it unless there's any knocks. I think the only maybe. knock that we've potentially got is Wales because his ankle took an absolute clattering mm. against mm. Sunderland, so he might be the only one to come out. But then bring a doff in him or sadly, or sadly. Into that forward yeah. position. Yeah, it's like yeah. you know, I'm sure War- I said this before, but I'm sure Warney has bits of paper crumpled round his house that bless him, bless her, his wife has to keep sweeping up. And it's just hundreds of team sheets written on it. And like names crossed off. It's like, no, that's wrong. This, that, and other. I bet they have a bonfire daily with all these changed team sheets. <laughs> yeah, it's brilliant. Um, yeah, as uh, Ethan's just mentioned, uh, Paul Davis has just tweeted an article out about Ben Wiles um, because he was basically targeted on Saturday. So that he is a, I don't think he's a doubt, but I think it's sort of monitoring the situation. But again, if he has to sit out again, that will be a blow. Let's not get let's not get around it, but we'd be okay. Um, we've gone really a long time. We've still got a couple more things to cover, so I'm really sorry to everybody who's sort of times out of the hour on your route to work or whatever, but we're nearly done. We're nearly there. Uh, stay with us. Uh, I don't remember from the early 80s. I, can I remember that. Sub, kick someone straight away. That's the depth Did he get sent off for that? I think, I think he came on a substitute, kicked somebody and got sent off. I'm sure he did. I might be wrong. I don't know. Yeah, um, <laughs> William Roebuck. The only slight issue or injury for him would be Barley's in the midfield. I feel like he has a passing ability. Uh, the others just slightly fall behind, possibly. But we don't know what a Dolphins is. Whenever I've seen Dolphins, his, his passes looked good, but we haven't seen enough of him yet. So maybe that's you know that'll be uh, something that comes in there. You're not going to tell me that a Kima Dolphin can pass a ball like Dan Barley's because if he can. If he can, <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, we don't know, do we? We don't know yet. Hopefully, he can. Also. No, no. Um, let's have a look. We have last win against Charlton was in 1983. The last win away at Charlton was 1982, which was a 5 1. Might happen again, guys. It might happen. Probably won't. Get feet on the uh, floor, lads. Feet on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You never know. You never know. Uh, I do think it's a bad time. We've talked about it, Nathan. I think it's a bad time to play him, but that's football for you, isn't it? Um, the referee on Tuesday is Scott Oldham. He last refereed us in League One last time, which was Peterborough away. The only thing I remember from that game is that he didn't give us a blatant penalty late mm. on. It was mm. for a handball at the edge yeah. of the box. Um, yeah. I don't remember much. I, don't, I remember the game. I don't remember any, any refereeing decisions. So... 
That's where it's seen that one. I think to remember him having a nightmare in that game. But there you go. Might have just oh. been that, but I thought that I think there's something else from anyway. That's two seasons you can earn, uh, you know. Yeah. Um, John C mentions his prediction. He's going three 0 Millers. John John C is uh, up there. I like <laughs> it, John. Light light positivity. Um, so we all think it's basically unchanged. Uh, injuries dependent. Um, let's go for score predictions. Uh, like I said, Nathan from Chat Live has gone one one. He thinks that, he thinks that's positive, which I. We feels again. I'll never get used to being positive about Rotherham United. I will never get used to that. No. Um, Danny, what do you think? I reckon we're going to win eight nil. No, I don't know. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I, I think, like you've said, I think because Charlton are in that position where they've got a former player in as manager, and you know he's one of them who's really passionate about the club, so he'll give that into the players. Mm. They have just smacked Donny four nil. They've got a little bit of catching up to do with our eight nil in aggregate against him, um, but. It's, it's going to be one of them games where it could be a little bit of a slippy slope. Like, we don't want to go into the game overconfident, like, oh, it's just back from Sunderland 5 1. Um, so I think I'm going to say 2 0 to us. I still think we've got the goals there and we've got the defensive ability, but I don't think we'll score as many. So I'm going to go 2 0. Yeah. Uh, the good thing is, again, from what Nathan said, Nick, is that they've got some injury issues. They're still finding, still finding the feet. He said this yeah. is just starting to gel, but this is just—it's a bad time to play him in terms of uh, their positivity and their mentality. But it sounds like it might be a good time to play him for in terms of their where they are as a team, especially compared to us. Uh, what's your prediction for Tuesday? I think I'm probably similar to Danny. I think I think I think we will we will win the game. I'm 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 reasonably confident. I've got to be confident after the way that we're playing. You've got to be, you know. Um, and and I just can't see us conceding at the minute. I can't see us conceding. Um, so I'm going to go 2 0 as well. We've got awful hours because I'm going to go 2 0 as well. The <laughs> hey. <laughs> um, first time we've ever uh, ever agreed, I think, which I think is incredible. Um, so, yeah. So, the way so that's, a, that's a message for everybody to get on Betfair and lay 2 0 then, isn't it? Because it's definitely <laughs> yes. not going to be 2 0. <laughs> no, it's definitely not, no. Um, William Roebuck says 1 2 to 2 1 to Rotherham with Smith and Reg getting the goals. Um, Ethan thinks it's going to be Smith that I put him with a ballet as a screamer. He nearly scored a couple of screamers on Saturday to be fair to him. So he's got his eye in. Um, I'd act 2 1 to the Millers. Uh, William Roebuck says he remembers the pigeons in, in front of the away end being the most entertaining thing about the last trip to Charlie. <laughs> fair enough. Hopefully, she'll um, catch him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I think we're going to end it there. Uh, we'll probably refer back to this game in a couple of weeks' time anyway. but Thank you all for watching. If you're watching for the first time, please do subscribe on our YouTube channel if you can. We would very much appreciate it. If you're not following us on Twitter, do that. Follow us on Twitter. Go on Facebook. Like the page on there as well. Um, we would very much appreciate that. And give us a thumbs up on the video. If you watch on Facebook or you're watching on uh, on YouTube, give it a thumbs up. If you listen to the audio, thank you very much for, down, for putting the effort into downloads. We do appreciate that. If you can um, subscribe on iTunes or Spotify, wherever you watch us, listen to us, sorry. Uh, we would very much appreciate it. I'll check the charts. So just before we finish, check the, char- the charts of the iTunes charts. You know we're in the top 50 of soccer podcasts in Vietnam. Vietnam. <laughs> Come on. There you go. Vietnam Millers. <laughs> Up them Vietnam Millers. Uh, we're, still, we're, still, we're consistently a top 200 of the South Korean soccer podcasts as well. Yeah, because so, of that saying. And Iceland, I think. I think we're in Iceland. Iceland as well, 
Yeah, I think I think I think the South Korean one is because the IUFC keep putting on the um, Squid Game. All uh, right, means uh, I mm. no, I don't know. Oh, yes. uh, before, before we go, guys, you know how we said about getting a bet on for the two nil. If on. you go on Ladbrokes, it's eight to one for us, for us to win two one. <laughs> Lump on, guys. Lump on. <laughs> Done. No. Done. Gamble responsibly as well. Gamble responsibly. Yeah, <laughs> uh, thank you very much. Sorry for taking up so much time. I hope you've enjoyed it as much as we have, and we will see you. We'll be back on Thursday night where we look at, look back at Tuesday, and it's time for the FA Cup first round. I'm really excited about the FA Cup. Bromley are coming to town, and we will look forward to that as well. Thank you, Danny. Thank you, Mick. We'll see you next time. Draft. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.